So Shelly, in today's episode, we got to interview musician from New Zealand, Lady Hawk. Pretty cool. That is one word. It is one word. And people will understand why I said that when they listen to the very end of this end episode. End of the episode, yeah. And I was tempted to say musical artist. Do what you, is it? Do you say musical artist? Music. I, or, or musician. It's an artist who is musical. She's also a singer-songwriter. And a lesbian. Yep. How she, do we put all that together? Oh my gosh. Uh, she has. She figured that <laughs> She's out. got to put together. She figured that shit right out. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> super fun. Super fun interview. So great. Yeah. Y'all are going to love this. Oh, yeah. So please stay tuned. We'll be right back. All right. Hey, Virginia. Did you know the law protects patients from surprise medical bills? Insurance companies and hospitals post cost information online. You can request a good faith estimate three days ahead of hospital care. Know your rights as a healthcare consumer. Visit controlyourcare.com to learn more about patient-focused healthcare laws. Controlyourcare.com can help empower your healthcare decisions. Paid for by the Virginia Hospital and Healthcare Association. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Latter-day Lesbian, the podcast about an ex-Mormon gay girl just trying to figure out life. I'm Mary. And I'm Shelly. So, Shelly, we have a special guest today. I I know I say this every time we have special guests, but <laughs> seriously, so pumped. So pumped oh, about this so one. So this time, no, you're no, really excited. No. I mean... <laughs> Tr- trust me on this one. Okay, we want to welcome Pip Brown, also known as Lady Hawk, New Zealand musician, singer-songwriter. Welcome, Pip. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Oh, anytime. In fact, <laughs> should we go ahead and schedule your next record now? Yeah, if you want to come yeah, back tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, Sweet. <laughs> let's just all be best friends. Yeah, it's kind of like when you go to the dentist and they're already scheduling your next oh, appointment or that. like yeah. the hairstylist. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. we're going to we're gonna start adopting that policy. I like it. And you can't back out. <laughs> no. There's a, there's, there's a $50 fee if you miss your next appointment. Don't they do that? Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Oh, no. Wait till you see the co-pays. I mean, they're ridiculous. <laughs> so I, oh, I want to um, give a little shout out to our listener and friend, Jacques, who totally hooked us up with interviewing you today. So I'm really excited about that. Thanks, Jacques. Yeah, he's been a listener since almost the beginning. What a sweetheart, super knowledgeable. Yeah. Was like, you have to interview this girl. You have to. Mm -hmm. We said, okay, fine. She calls all grown-ass women girls. It's just something Shelly does. So Yeah, I do that too. Thank okay. you. Thank <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I can't help it. <laughs> if, if, if you were like 69 or 70, I'd call you like a lady or a woman. But Would you? So there's yeah. an age limit to well, this? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, 69 is the age limit. Thank you. It is. you <laughs> thank you. Come on. You just wanted yeah. to say 69. I did. I did. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I have to say this really quickly. For some reason, my 15-year-old knows what 69 is. And it's kind of like a joke that with his friends, like, oh, you said 69. But that has now leaked down to the point where my eight-year-old will say, oh, 69. Oh, no. How do I tell her? <laughs> like, I'll just leave it alone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let, just let it be. Yeah, anyway. They pick everything up. Right? Yeah, you can say, you know, if you flip it upside down, it's also 96. What a fun number combo. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> just, Thanks for the parenting yeah. advice. Sure, I got girl all with no the, children. Um, all the advice. I had, yeah, no kids on purpose. <laughs> so that's always interesting, the two of us. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I was reading your bio, 
And uh, I totally agree with it, by the way. Whoever your publicist is who wrote this, spot on. So I'm just going to read it. Pip Brown's incredible knack for a catchy pop hook coupled with an 80s rock chic ambiance was quickly noticed when she began releasing tracks online as Lady Hawk in 2008. So I could not agree with that assessment more. Now, did you write that or did you have someone write that for you and you're like, oh, hell yeah. If I wrote one, it'd be like, uh, does some things, like plays a bit of music, <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> Hope you like it, you know? <laughs> so I definitely didn't write that. <laughs> That's funny. That'd be me. I'd be kind of like, uh, train wreck, exhausted, podcasts sometimes. Yeah, plays video games, like, <laughs> you know, eats chips. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Now, do you eat chips that are actually chips like we have in the U.S. or are they really fries? What are you eating? Ooh. Both. Okay. <laughs> but are they both called chips? They are. <laughs> one's, called, <laughs> one's called hot chips. Oh, hot, hot chips. chips. Yeah, so crisps are, are a British thing and in New Zealand we call them chips or chippies. <laughs> okay. And then if they're like hot chips, it's like fish and chips. Like, I'm going to get some fish okay. and chips. Get a scoop of chips. A scoop. Yeah, if someone says a scoop of chips, you know they're talking about like the hot variety. But see, I think of spicy. You don't mean spicy. You mean like hot temperature? No, like as in temperature, like. Gotcha. It's so literal. <laughs> yeah. Don't start throwing out centigrade and stuff because I don't do that math really no, well it's in Celsius. my head. No, Celsius. Either one. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> tomato, tomato. Okay. <laughs> All right. So let's talk about your vibe. I definitely kind of get that uh, today's pop vibe with kind of a slight throwback to an 80s retro feel. I don't know, it's it. hard to put your finger on it because it doesn't have like the overuse of synthesizer and that sort of thing that feels really 80s. But tell us how you came up with that vibe. I think it was just, um, just something that excited me when I, when I first started doing music as Ladyhawk. I was so, I'd been playing in bands for years and, you know, always been the guitarist or the drummer. Um, and I was sort of always uh, at the mercy of, what everyone else wanted to do. And I had all these poppy ideas and I wanted to do my own thing. And at the time, and still to this day, the stuff that was exciting me was sort of retro sounds like 80s synths and drum machines and um, really nice sounding old sort of recorded drums. I was listening to a lot of like ELO and Hall and & Oates and Bowie and everything like that. And I just, and Fleetwood Mac, of course. Yes. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I just, I don't know. I wanted to like recreate that in my own way and sort of that whole vibe, the nostalgia, you know, that feeling of like, it like makes me think of something, but I can't put my finger on what it is. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, and sort of bring a little slight modern twist to it. That's awesome. I, I love it. I've actually seen Hollow Notes three times. Oh, cool. Fleetwood Mac one time. Amazing. Definitely a fan. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. Of your style of music, right? Cool. Well, an ELO on the Xanadu soundtrack. Come on. I know. Xanadu. So good. Exactly. Or I'm Alive. I love that song. Yeah, yeah. It's so good. The whole thing. I'm Alive. All the um, harmonies and stuff. So great. Yeah. Amazing, eh? That's good stuff. Mary actually sang uh, three-part harmony in church growing up. So. Well, I didn't do all three parts myself. At the same time. <laughs> right? That's talent. <laughs> I'm really talented. No, I sang my sisters growing up. Oh, cool. Yeah, I was in my church band as well. <laughs> there you go. Drums, us the drummer. Yeah, got to get nice. started somehow. Okay, church band. That doesn't happen in every congregation. What was your church? Um, well, we were a Catholic church. Wow. Yeah, St. Patrick's in Masterton, which is a small town I grew up in, and... 
the whole reason I got into it was because my mum was in the church band. Like she's a um, she's got an awesome voice and um, plays piano and plays a bit of guitar and um, yeah. So she was singing in the church band and it was like a band she had with some friends. And my mum's not like she's like it's never been re- very religious, but she just sort of I don't know. She loved music and loved being in church and playing music, and that's sort of how I got into it. And um, yeah, the older I got, the more I was like. <laughs> <laughs> like, were you like the songs I want to sing? They won't let me hear. Yeah, yeah. How about some Smashing Pumpkins, guys? Like, <laughs> not gonna happen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, that was that was funny. That me, is me getting. You know, you get to that age where you start to like listen a bit better, and you're like, hang on, what the heck are you saying? Hence me leaving and doing my own music. <laughs> I yeah, love it. Yeah, yeah. Because it is not well with my soul. No, by the way. not well with my soul. <laughs> this right. doesn't sit well. Uh, that's kind of progressive for a, a Catholic church, I would think, to have a band with yeah. drums and everything. Oh, yeah, drums. Like, wow. My stepdad um, is an amazing drummer, and he um, he taught me, like, you know, everything I know on drums. And um, we always had all the instruments, like, set up in our living room and stuff. And he's not religious at all. He's, like, completely opposite to that. So he would always crack jokes every time we'd go to ch- He would do the sound. So he'd be sitting there doing the sound and... Every time we'd go and he'd crack Catholic jokes like, oh, you walk into a Catholic <laughs> church and you start walking lopsided. That was always his joke. And I don't know to this day what it means. Huh. <laughs> and it's just like a joke he made up. And he was like, yeah, you walk with a limp. And I was like, what does that even mean? He's like, I don't know. <laughs> just his joke. So he'd, he'd sit there quietly like laughing about being in Catholic church and doing the sound. But <laughs> Oh, my gosh. That, that's funny. Yeah. There was always music in my church growing up as early as I can remember. Same here, but the music sucked. Oh, same. Yeah, I mean, the songs were just like, oh. It's like, like, <laughs> uh-huh. There's always like one old lady at the back who's just like giving it, you know? Yes, <laughs> yes. Like, yeah. <laughs> then there's always the old loud lady who you think is trying to sing some weird harmony, but it's super off. And so then you're like, well, maybe she just can't sing for shit. You with know? crazy vibrato. <laughs> there's always the woman with a crazy vibrato. Yeah, yeah the, the gnarliest vibrato you've ever heard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that kind of a thing. Another vivid memory. I don't know if in your guys' churches you do that thing in Catholic church. You turn around and shake your neighbor's hand. You like turn around. It's like like <laughs> halfway through church or whatever. It's like now it's time to like turn to the congregation and blah blah blah. Yeah. There was always one old man who would crush my little hand. Like, and I was just like, oh. <laughs> Just all these like quirky reasons I hated going to church. Well, well thank God for COVID. I don't right? think they do that anymore. I was going to say, maybe they've changed it to now it's time to turn to your neighbor and fist bump. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or like the elbow. 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 Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Totally. Old dude smashes your elbow. That's great. All right. That's great. You hurt my knuckles. <laughs> uh, so this says you began releasing tracks online. So what does that mean? Oh, I just sort of put them up on uh, MySpace <laughs> back in the day. Oh. So that's sort of how I got um, started getting hype and um, attention was purely through my MySpace back in the day and it just like grew and um, became a thing. I, I think I had like four or five really early demos up on up on MySpace. They're probably still floating around somewhere. And from there I got courted by labels and flown places, and all that stuff that you would hear about. You know, it's like it doesn't happen anymore. Mm-hmm. When I was coming out with my first rec- my first Ladyhawk record, it was kind of the last gasp for the record industry as far as that stuff goes, like as far as like throwing money at artists that no one had ever heard of, you know, it's like, here, let us impress you with business flights to 
the UK, you know, sort of thing. Uh, that was like just before everything went online and it was Spotify and everything sort of went to shit. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it was um, all through MySpace. Wow. Well, my question is, do you still have a MySpace profile? Because isn't MySpace still out there? Yeah, I think it's owned by Justin Timberlake now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. I actually think it is. <laughs> That's awesome. What a great investment. <laughs> I might have one. I have no idea if I do actually anymore. We're going to find it. We're going yeah, to yeah. look this yeah. up. Yeah. But my question about uh, the name Lady Hawk, were you at all inspired by the 1980s something film with uh, Rudger Hauer, uh, Michelle Pfeiffer, and, and Matthew Broderick? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Seriously? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I, I call myself Lady Hawk. Yeah. Oh. oh, okay. I'm a huge Michelle Pfeiffer fan, so. Right? Well, she's hot. Yeah. I know. I remember being a kid and watching the movie and just yeah. like watching her and not not understanding why I just couldn't stop watching her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was me with Catwoman. I was like, hey, why do I like this movie so much? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to watch it again. Yeah, yeah. I get it. <laughs> Hilarious. So when did you come out of the closet? Let's just go there. I probably, I think I was 23. So I was a little bit later than like sort of most of my friends and stuff. I didn't really know any any gay people. Like I, I didn't have any queer friends or anything except my sort of best friend going through high school we both came out to each other as bi and um we didn't tell anybody else and we just sort of kept it to ourselves so it was awesome having him as a support all those years you know and we're still you know we're still really close um which is awesome but yeah after that that was I was probably about 19 when that happened and it took me a, sort of a few years of just like trying to figure it out exactly mm. you know it's just so confusing it doesn't matter how old or how, how young you are it's still confusing it's just, the whole thing. And it still confuses me <laughs> to this day. <laughs> it's never like, for me, it was never cut and dry. Like you're this, mm. you're this, mm. you know, it was always like, okay, well, I like women a lot. I just could never quite figure it out hundred percent, you know, which is interesting to me. I'm always talking about it with my friends and I've got a lot, I've got a huge like queer crew now. <laughs> Duh, have you seen your videos? <laughs> 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 Pretty hot. Yeah. So so what was difficult to figure out about it? I think the, the difficult thing for me was that, like, I, I remember at school being, like, knowing there was something slightly different to me than my, my friends at school, like my girlfriends. I went to a co-ed school, and all my friends, all, like, my kind of really good friends when I was a teenager were, were the guys. Like, I was just me and a crew of guys and then a couple of girls. And I remember just being, like, why do I never really care, like, if a boy has a crush on me? Why aren't I just constantly, like, writing, like, little love things in my my school book about boys? When I just never was like that. Every now and then there'd be one boy I'd get a crush on, just one, and like, one a year maybe, if that. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I think that definitely has waned over the years. So I kind of always thought of myself as, like, 95% lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I think that's really valid. Sure. I think there's probably very few people that would 100% lean this way or 100% the other way. Yeah, it's that's why, the you know, when people talk about sexuality as a spectrum, it really is. Like, it's the only sort of way I can. Yeah. I love talking about it with friends and, you know, people who have been through similar things. I love hearing their takes on it and how they've gone through it and what they've landed on. And it's I think it's awesome talking to people about it and being open, like having an open dialogue constantly, which is me anyway, sure. because I'm a Cancerian. <laughs> I'm a bit of a, you know, I love talking about my feelings. So. Yep. 
All right. Yeah. We're Geminis and we talk about our feelings. We too. And and yeah. just so you know, you're talking you, you talk about like talking with your friends about it. Um, I would say ninety-nine point nine 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 percent of our straight female listeners wish they were lesbians. Yeah. <laughs> so true. They're That's like Shelly's oh, wish so much thinking. easier. <laughs> My straight friends say that to me all the time. Right? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, because it's really easy. <laughs> it's pretty great. <laughs> it's great. It's like, but yeah. <laughs> so through your coming out process as like an early 20-something, was the church involved at all? Meaning, did you have guilt over religion or anything like that? Yeah. Well, I think it was the, the sort of shame attached to it mm-hmm. that you got sort of at church and at school like my school my school was a catholic school all the way from age five to 18 and there was a lot of like you know helen brimstone sort of uh getting taught like the what's it like the seven circles of hell or something like that? you know the catholics Jesus. you know the catholics love getting into a bit of hell and yes. um like so there's a lot of like Hell talk. Were you like, I'll just go for like the fourth circle? Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'd hang, hang around like midway down, you know? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not that bad, right? Yeah, yeah. Were, you, were you taught that it was a choice to be gay? Yeah, absolutely. It was like, you yeah. don't choose to be that. Why would anybody choose? But then it's like, <laughs> well, boobs. That's yeah, why. Yeah, yeah. Uh. I know. Like, exactly. Yeah, it really was, like, scary for teens, you know? Like, they're mm-hmm. not trying to teach you safe sex. They're trying to teach you no sex, you know? like No, right. exactly. Only straight sex, and that's after you're married, period. Yeah, no other options. And, right, and your traditional cis-heterosexual marriage. Yeah. yeah. That's the only allowed, and probably missionary position. Well, yeah, no enjoyment. Yeah, yeah exactly. No enjoyment. <laughs> yeah, lights off. <laughs> yeah, all the way off, yeah. Yep. Yeah, I was just worried. Like I was scared about family and all the usual things that people are scared about. I'm really close to my mom. I always have been. I was terrified to tell her. Like I don't know why to this day, but I I just was. And when I came out to her, she was like, yeah, I know. (laughs) (laughs) Damn it, mom. Why didn't you tell me? (laughs) Shit. (laughs) Well, I remember her saying to me actually when I was, she was like, don't you remember when you were 19? I was like, what? And she said, she goes, she like sat on my bed and she's like, look, you're a lesbian. That's okay. And I was like, mom, shut up. Go away. <laughs> Guilty. She was like, I was just waiting for you to come around. My dad, like, who's atheist, like split up from my mom when I was only 11. Like, I, I just had no idea what he was going to say, but he was like, yeah, cool. I've got a girlfriend. So, <laughs> you know, they, I was so lucky. Like some people don't have family that react like that. So I, I, I very, very lucky in that sense. And I, you know, I, I let them know that that was great that they did that. Cause awesome. I have some friends that haven't had that experience and I've seen how much it's messed them up. So yeah, yeah. that's tough. Yeah. That's great for uh, your parents to be so accepting, almost to act like, okay, well, whatever. Like you telling them what your favorite color is, you know? Yeah, exactly. That's beautiful. Mm -hmm. I bet that eased your mind so much. Oh, I had a question. Did you really think you were going to go to hell or did you kind of think that that teaching was sort of wonky and not? Nah, I just, I was like, it's just a load of shit. I'm like, sorry. (laughs) I I really remember when I started questioning all of that stuff and I was like, I remember lying on my bed when I was, I don't even know how old I was, like 10 or 11. Just being like, but wait, (laughs) <laughs> There's this place with like burning fire and a devil. 
and mm-hmm. it's like you do a bad thing and they make us kids, kids go in to confess in a confessional booth to a priest <laughs> yeah. so we don't go to hell for not sharing with our siblings. <laughs> it just didn't like, I remember being like, this isn't right. Like this wow. never felt right to me. And I, the older I got, the more like I would get, I'd really go deep and spiral. Yeah. The spiraling and this like the mental sort of like stuff that goes around in your head. Like, but, but then this, this doesn't make any sense. And then, but how is it possible? Then, then my brain's like, but maybe Jesus was a time traveler. <laughs> this is Pip trying to make sense of shit like oh Jesus yeah yeah he's a time traveler That's what, that that makes it sense the only way my brain could comprehend everything that Jesus did was that if he was an alien or a time traveler I was like these are the only logical things for me is if he's from the distant future and he's time traveled back and he's able to do all this like kooky shit and everyone's like whoa <laughs> I kind of like that that version yeah, of like Jesus that. sounds pretty damn well, sweet explain, okay explain walking on water how did that happen because in the future future Jesus like water <laughs> is so that? thick I don't know I'm just <laughs> making it? shit up I'm just like wondering if maybe there's some sort of like atom technology where like in the way in the future where, the, where you can like fuse them together to make a solid surface or something <laughs> I don't know or like he could levitate why not I don't know. He probably had a jetpack on. This, see, this this is the shit that makes more sense to me than religion. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it oh, does. Yeah. Well, you know, they make those water jetpacks. He was wearing. I know he was wearing one of those. Yeah, that's probably yeah, what it he was. He could have been doing anything. There could have been some technology. He's just having a float mm-hmm. around with this like little contraption. <laughs> Everyone's just like, "Whoa, he's walking on water." You know, mm-hmm. I don't know. Now I want to be a Jesus. I want to go back in time. What would I do? I don't know, like a cell phone. That would that would blow people's minds. I'd be like, hey, that's we're going to FaceTime Seriously? some friends. They that's would be a, like, That's what? what you got right now? I'm going to go phone? be Jesus and invent the cell phone? That's, that's <laughs> no, your no. big... <laughs> I also think about it and I'm like, he's kind of like the OG zombie. Like he died and then he just like, oh was like, oh, like, you know, I'm alive. One hundred percent. Yes. You're lucky I died and lived again or y'all be fucked. Or, yeah, and then I'm going to eat your brain. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Never quite got to that part, but I mean, he makes people drink his blood. Think about that. And eat his body. Wait, in your video. Oh, wait, that's true. You could put him in an elevator as a zombie, as a resurrected zombie, because I love the elevator video. That's oh, yeah, cool. why, wasn't, why wasn't Jesus in the elevator? <laughs> wait a minute. Mm. I have a correction. He was not the OG zombie. You know who was? Ooh, who was? Lazarus. Oh, he rose yeah. Lazarus from the dead Shit. before he died. Sorry, Jesus, you're number two, bro. <laughs> sorry, JC. <laughs> Been yeah, done sorry, before. JC. Not worshiping you anymore. Yeah, I'm going to start saying, what would Lazarus do? That's what I'm going to start saying. Exactly. W-W-L-D. There uh-huh. we go. I'm like bracelets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, amazing. That's funny. Right now, Jesus is like, damn it, Lazarus. I knew we shouldn't have told the story. Or he's like, hey, good idea. I'm going to apply this later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's plagiarism, man. <laughs> <laughs> totally. <laughs> So, Shelly, this sounds like a good time for a break. I agree. We'll be right back. Hey, Virginia. Did you know the law protects patients from surprise medical bills? Insurance companies and hospitals post cost information online. You can request a good faith estimate three days ahead of hospital care. Know your rights as a healthcare consumer. Visit controlyourcare.com to learn more about patient-focused healthcare laws. 
ControlYourCare.com can help empower your healthcare decisions. Paid for by the Virginia Hospital and Healthcare Association. And we're back. Hello. So your uh, album that just came out, Time Flies. Tell us about Time Flies and the inspiration for this album. Time Flies, I I started recording it um, midway through 2019. So flew to the States um, July 2019. Stayed in LA for about six weeks, um, just hanging out, working on some demos um, with my friend Tommy English, who he produced my last record, Wild Things. And yeah, I, I worked with a couple of other people as well. I was just sort of taking my time. I wanted to ease into it. Went back to New Zealand, came back to LA in November 2019, keeping in mind I had no idea what was going to happen. So I was really just like taking my time, having some fun, and then had planned to go back to finish everything in April 2020. Yeah, pandemic happened and I mm-hmm. could I had to cancel the trip. So I didn't get to go over there to finish the record. So I had to kind of um, like note down everything I had and at what stages of completion they were at, and then had to come up with an idea of how to finish the album from isolation. So we were, like, in isolation in New Zealand last year um, in full quarantine, uh, and I, me and Tommy worked a bit on over Zoom. We did some screen sharing. We actually wrote an entire song via Zoom, which was really cool. Wow. So he would be producing and adding stuff, and I'd be like, yeah, that sounds awesome. I love that reverb, that sort of thing. So I was able to sort of... It's never the same as being in the room, but um, it was as close as we could get, and it totally worked. I met a guy here called um, Josh Fountain, who's an awesome songwriter and um, producer, and we we just worked together and wrote and recorded four songs, and that finished the record, which was awesome. So, um, yeah, the whole album was – I sort of came into it without a care in the world, just, like, being so happy to be making music and taking my time doing it and – just trying to have fun. I had no solid plan on what I wanted it to sound like. But once I got started, I knew obviously nostalgia is a theme for me. I just, I knew I wanted it to sound sort of nostalgic and I wanted to experiment with synths and drum machines. Super interesting as far as like, oh, pandemic process. Well, shit, now what? But you didn't just say, well, we'll wait for it to be over because, you know, who knew when that was going to happen? But yeah. Speaking of Jesus and technology, maybe I would do a Zoom call if I went back in time. Oh, that would be your contribution that would from be my the contribution. future. But the fact that you could get on Zoom and freaking finish up this amazing album is like badass. And I really love you saying you could just chill out and relax and just sort of let the music come and no deadline. And man, that's beautiful. That's mm-hmm. when I think that's when the good shit happens. Yeah, yeah. I also love the creativity around how do we deal with this global pandemic and how do we still get this uh, album going? I think that's pretty ingenious, too. People need the yeah. music, I'm telling you. That's right. Okay, my future Jesus contribution going back to the past would be Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> still don't Amazing. really get it. I've got a friend who's so into it and he's like, really is all about Bitcoin. I'm like, I still don't get it, man. I don't, like, <laughs> I don't know what it is. I've, people explain it to me 30 times and I'm like, I don't, it's like fake money and you call uh-huh. it coin and it messes me up and bit is like a, like a computer. I don't get it. Fuck yeah. it. I don't know. I, I'm yeah. not going to retire on Bitcoin. That's, that's for sure. <laughs> not at this rate. <laughs> not at this rate because I don't have any. So how did the uh, pandemic affect making the music videos for this album? Ooh, good question. The only video that it's, it's affected is one that we just shot the weekend past because I don't know if you know, New Zealand last year, we, when the pandemic first, like when COVID first arrived in New Zealand, we did a f- instant lockdown, like full, everything mm-hmm. shut. You couldn't 
leave your property except to go for a walk around the block. And it eliminated COVID completely from New Zealand. So we then spent the last year with no COVID just hanging out. And now Delta has arrived. Mm. (laughs) Um, And we've Auckland now, which is where I live, we've been in lockdown for over three months. I just filmed a video on Saturday and that was the first one where we had to do a video in level three lockdown rules, which was like, you're only allowed a certain number of people on set, I think 10 Mm. at the most. Uh, everyone has to be in masks and QR codes to scan in everywhere. I'm, I was the only one that didn't have to wear a mask. Mm-hmm. We had to, every single person on set had to have a negative COVID test before going on set. Wow. Half the video was shot in New York with an incredible director there and the other half was filmed with just me here in Auckland. That, and that nearly didn't happen because of all of this. Like it kept getting pushed wow. and pushed. And we were really trying to think of ways to get around it and we just ended up having to do it and I had to do my own makeup like cause no one's allowed to like touch your face or come near you or anything so that's the first video I've ever done where I've had to do my own hair and makeup and stuff. Wow how'd you do? Well my makeup artist who's also like a really dear friend of mine she sent over to me her entire makeup kit she was <laughs> like here you go. <laughs> Oh my God. Did she tell you how to do it? Because I'd be totally screwed. I'd be like, I would look like my eight-year-old trying to put, you know, play with mom's lipstick or whatever. Did did she walk you through it? She she didn't, but she has in the past. So yeah. So I sort of knew and she had a a reference photo for me as well of the makeup that we were gonna do. And I I was able to do it, but it took ages. (laughs) I bet. Whereas when she does my makeup, it's like done in like, you know, 45 minutes or whatever. For me, it was like three hours. Like You're like getting arm cramps. I know. And I was just like, God, how do people do that? How do like chicks who wear this shit every day, like do it? Right? I was just like. (laughs) (laughs) Well, when that video comes out, we're going to judge the shit out of it and see if the makeup looks correct. You'll be able to tell how long it would have taken me. I'm wearing like jewels and shit around my eyes. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, wow. You got all blingy. That's Hopefully great. Hopefully you didn't use super glue because that would be really painful, I think. It, it, it was not super glue, but it was glue. I had glue on my eyes. <laughs> it, it wasn't God. nice. <laughs> oh, the things you do for the people. I, know, right? I love it. <laughs> for performing. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know if you've noticed, but a couple of your videos have sort of, uh, how do I say it? A lesbo vibe. <laughs> really? <laughs> what? I didn't get that at all. You didn't get that? <laughs> I kind of did. Uh, guilty love. The whole Catholic schoolgirl thing. Yep. I'm trying not to, like, think any of those chicks are hot because are they even 18? Well, I'm sure the actors, actresses were. <laughs> one of them's really young. Like, one of them's oh. actually a schoolgirl. And then Phoenix, the blonde one, is, like, 27. Okay. Well, that's the oh, one I was checking okay. out. So yeah, we're yeah, good. Yeah, we're yeah, good. Check yeah, yeah. Her we're good. That's okay. fine. Whew. Phoenix, Phoenix was in, she was in my Guilty Love video. She was in the Mixed Emotions video. And she was yeah. in the Think About You video. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and both the girls in the Think About You video are at the same age. So. Okay, phew, good. Yeah. I feel a lot less feeling creepy. uncomfortable. Like, ah, yeah, I'm like, sh- feeling. Okay, good. I shouldn't think these Catholic schoolgirls are hot, <laughs> but I do. Okay. <laughs> oh my god! So, was your own upbringing an inspiration for that video? I would have loved for that to happen to me, <laughs> <laughs> but no, Lula. 
the director, she knew about, you know, she knew what the song was about. So I, I sent her the song and then within like 12 hours, she sent me back the treatment for the video. And I was like, oh my God, you nailed it. Nice. Awesome. Yeah, the idea was amazing. She just she just got it. And she's she's a lesbian herself, so she just she just knew, you know, and she filmed it in a way that you could tell it's been shot by someone who understands. And yeah. Yeah, it was great. We just clicked. In the video, Mary was a little concerned because at the end, the oh, girls when they throw their backpacks. Yeah, they threw their backpacks and I'm she's like, like that, that would have been break. my laptop. Yeah, my laptop would have been in there, would have broke my laptop. <laughs> yeah. So, but other than that, we thought the video was amazing. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> and all their papers fly, that stresses me out. I'm like, you're littering. Your homework. Oh, littering. You're littering. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. I feel that way after every like queer pride parade and there's litter everywhere. I'm like, we should be better. Yeah. 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 Pick it up. <laughs> Sorry to ruin the moment, but pick it up. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, yeah. cut. Now the, go pick up your shit. The last yeah. scene of the video is just some poor custodian like, God damn it. Picking up the trash. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead and throw that in there at the end to make it right. make us happy. Yeah. <laughs> and also there was that moment where that it just feels like a creepy priest who's nodding and like he's looking at the girl and I'm like, oh, that's just a creepy priest. Like, yeah. what's he doing in the confessional booth? You know what I mean? Yeah. We've all, I think we've all <laughs> probably had that uncomfortable experience with a man in authority um, yeah. above us making us very uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Always, constantly. It's it's not cool. Why does it happen? <sighs> You know, when I was Mormon, I saw nothing wrong with it, but I was raised in such a way to think that was normal and that these were men of God. And so there's nothing to fear. Like I never, sure, I felt like guilty and weird and grody when they were talking to me, but that didn't in my mind register as being that they were wrong. That registered that I was a sinner. Yeah. Guilt and shame, baby. Raised on guilt and shame. Yeah, exactly. Damn patriarchy. I I know. Seriously. Let's smash it. It's time for it to go. (laughs) (laughs) So awesome video. The other thing that was a little bit of that lesbian vibe was that Think About You song. So great, except for the red wine that overflows. And I'm like, I could drink that. I would be sucking it off the table with my lips. That's what everyone on set was like. Can we just wring it out into everyone's mouth? (laughs) (laughs) And the whole set smelled like red wine as well. Oh, wow. That's hilarious. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's so silly. To think that, oh, no, overflowing, overpouring red wine is so decadent and, ooh, it's wasteful. But there's something about it that I want to do that. Yeah. And because, you know, it's going to stain everything as well. So it's <laughs> like, know. ooh, this is a bit naughty. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it is a bit naughty. Yeah, there's something uh, slightly, maybe hugely sexual about the overflowing of the wine. That's shared between the two ladies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm getting a little heated. It's getting a little hot over Uh, here. Next question. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so your videos are sexy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Check. Right. Sexy. Check. What's this? Sorry, I'm. I'm. I've lost my memory here. The song that has the elevator in the video. Mixed emotions.
this one I really, 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 really love. I don't know if it's just the sound, the catchiness. Loved it. Awesome. Repeated bass line over the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. That helps. I can hear a doggy. And yeah. That's Eddie barking it like a random leaf blowing. Aww. I know. It's the worst. Those, <laughs> we have two dogs. They're little asshole terriers that we love, but they're just assholes. <laughs> they are assholes. Amazing. <laughs> but we can't ever keep them out of the podcast. I know. Yeah. And you know what's yeah. funny is, is Mary used to always edit their barking out. Mm-hmm. Um, but once in a while, she'd miss one. And listeners would love when they would hear the dogs interrupting Aww, the podcast. So we're awesome. like, okay, we'll leave it in. And everyone knows Eddie and Domino. Yeah, it's a thing. I guess it is now. That's a it tradition. Is. That's hilarious. <laughs> Eddie and Domino mm-hmm. interrupting shit and being assholes. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> but in that video I was with the elevators, I was wondering if... That was also a product of shooting during a pandemic where you could do these isolated shots of the different musicians or the different people in the elevators, kind of crowd control in a way, because it wasn't like you crammed the elevator full of people necessarily. I'm trying to remember because I don't think we were, I, like I remember the the QR codes everywhere for that, which which we've had anyway for the last like year and a half or however. But we were in like, I think we were in normal level one like freedoms mm. at that point. So we could have had it filmed like with huge crowd of people, like festival or whatever. Cause I played a festival this year, like in, mm. in Wellington, you know, like crowded people, you know, it was just mind blowing. Um, so that was sort of like the bliss we were living in at that point, you know, Oh yeah, blissfully unawares of everything else. And now we know. Yeah. But, um, so we, that was just normal. That was just for the look, I think. <laughs> Gotcha. Mm-hmm. It was cool. Although, it was cool. I, I got to get this off my chest. The Uh-oh. scene where Phoenix, the hot blonde lesbian, she kisses a man. Um. And I felt like she was cheating on me. I was <laughs> like, oh, Phoenix! <laughs> Afterwards, like, she got, she was so rashy around her face. I know! She was like, oh, look at my face. It was all rashy from the dude's stubble. I was like, yeah, that's why I'm not straight. <laughs> <laughs> Don't need to deal with that shit. (laughs) That is hilarious. So uh, I want to talk about depression and anxiety, if you're comfortable talking about that. Yeah, of course. Yeah, Uh, yeah, we can get to that. Okay, because that's something that Shelly deals with on a regular basis Mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, Many of our listeners do, too. So just would be interested to hear your take on it and how that has affected you and when you discovered it. Yeah, cool. yeah, so I've had depression for as long as I can remember, like probably around puberty, it sort of hit in. And then the anxiety came with that as well, but I didn't know that's what it was. Like I had mm-hmm. no understanding of that back then. And the depression just sort of got worse and worse. Like and I remember leaving home when I was 18 to go to university and it was just peaking, you know, like just shocking. Um, and, I, you know, I would see... I was a poor student and I didn't have any money and I would like just see the like campus counselor or whatever. And it was like a different person every time. And I never really felt like anybody got me or understood me. So I sort of went for years self-medicating, like drinking and just messing myself up to try and control it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's just kind of how I lived for a long time. My anxiety was just getting ridiculous. Like it was so bad all the time. I'd have panic attacks. I passed out on airplanes multiple times Oof. from the anxiety. Like, yeah, it was getting really bad. And then I have a four-year-old daughter. She just turned four. And um, after I had her, I got postnatal depression, which really hit me. Like I was just oh yeah, 
That is no no joke. Nah, yeah. it was it was really hard. And I remember like Billie Jean was about that's my daughter. She was like two. No, she just turned three actually. And I was like, I can't, I can't do this anymore. Mm-hmm. So I like I asked around with a bunch of friends and asked if anyone had any recommendations for a therapist and. A really good friend of mine who I trust her opinion on everything. She recommended me someone and I, I started seeing a therapist and um, it was like really hard for me to do that, but it was the best decision I ever made. Seeing him changed my life and he like worked with my GP um, who's known me for a long time as well to like figure out my brain and like the best medication possible for it. Actually got me feeling like I haven't felt since I was young. Wow. That's amazing. My moods have stabilized. I don't feel depression anymore. I get, I get sad and down like normal people. I'm doing air quotation marks, but but yeah, I don't experience the highs and lows, the dramatic highs and lows like I used to. I got diagnosed with OCD as well. So I would have like obsessive thoughts, like obsessive thought patterns that would uh, circulate in my brain over and over and over and over until I was just like in a crumpled heap crying. Like um. I just couldn't get them out of my head and it would, would always be the most awful outcome. Like I would go from like one to a hundred in a second, you know, and yeah, that's all stopped, which is great. So um, nice. Yeah. Yeah. That is amazing. I feel like anyway, cause again, like you depression, anxiety, it's far back as I can remember, but I didn't know that's what it was back then. Yeah. And so the first time a doctor or therapist told me you have anxiety and depression, like put it on me clinically, mm. I was like, oh, I'm not sad because I'm a sinner. I'm Oh, I'm not sad because I didn't pray enough because that's how I was taught. If you're not happy, it's because you're doing the wrong things. Yeah. And the relief of realizing, no, there's just something in my brain that's kind of you know, not quite firing the way that it should. And it's okay. Like, yep. what a relief. And you uh, must have felt that same thing. Do you remember when you first were told or understood that you weren't just a bad person or that there was actually something that could be done? Or there was something wrong with you? Yeah. 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 No, I remember, I remember my therapist explaining to me how the adrenaline in my body was working and how the serotonin in my brain was wasn't working. So the adrenaline hmm. was over, I was overstimulated constantly by, you know, that that thing that the human brain does when something horrible is about to happen, it releases a jab of adrenaline into your body. And mine was doing that multiple times a day for no reason, Ugh. just for me being panicked constantly. Yeah. So I was releasing all this adrenaline. I was always tired and I had like really low serotonin. So him explaining that to me was just like, my God, I just feel so good knowing it's a chemical thing in my brain and like that there's a way that you can fix it. Like, you you know, yeah. I can, they knew exactly the type of medication for me to be on. And like, I started on it and I could feel the balance happening like over time. Yes. Just sort of like balanced out. And then now I, I'm like, shit, this is like crazy. Like, you know, I can't believe yes. I went all these years. I'm glad I got there when I did, but I just wish I'd got there a bit earlier. <laughs> You know, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Mine was, um, I was in talk, this was just after the divorce and I was talking to my therapist and we kind of got to a point in my therapy where he kind of couldn't help me anymore because I had this depression and anxiety. I couldn't think through anything. And he got this book out and he's like, read me these symptoms. And I read them all and it was for depression and anxiety. And I was like, oh, 
oh shit, I have all of those. He goes, yes, you need medication. Because yeah. I just, for some reason, thought I could work my way through it. Yep. And now, just like you've said, you know, if I, if I forget to take my meds, I can tell. And I'm like, oh, oh shit. She's not the only one who can tell. <laughs> Sorry, Mary. <laughs> Mary's like, you forgot your meds. So I'll take my meds. And within an hour, I'm going, Whew. Yeah. Ah, okay, I can function. It's that dramatic. It really is. Yeah, 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 it's been a game changer. Yeah, I'm so glad that you found that help. I think a lot of people don't or are afraid of it. No, no. Good for you. That's awesome. I'm just glad I said something, you know, like I could have kept it to myself, but Oof. I'm just, that's something I can't stress enough. Yes. Just say something, you know, just talk to your friends. Yeah, mm-hmm. talk about it. Yeah. yeah. Pip, you mentioned for a second that you maybe were tentative you were hesitant to go to a doctor about it yeah yeah like I did definitely didn't want to go to a doctor I didn't want to see a GP about it because I've had so many experiences in the past like I lived in the states for quite a few years and I I'd go and I'd just blindly write me a script for some random antidepressant and I never felt like anybody got sat down and got to know me mm, yeah or, or like really tried to figure it out and I just didn't want that to happen again I really wanted that's why I was hesitant I just wanted somebody to care enough to like get to know me and learn who I am and what I'm about and read my body language. And that's exactly what my therapist did. And I was just lucky that he happened to know my GP, like they kids went to school together or something. So yeah, Mm. had that benefit. And I, you know, I got, I gave them permission to share with each other so that for me to get better care, um, which I think was a really key thing in me getting the correct medication. Yeah. Right. I, um, sorry to interrupt again. You're making me think of all these things about my own <laughs> depression and anxiety. I do this, by the way. Mary's like, let them talk, but mm-hmm. I have to get this off my chest. That's great. Okay, thank you. <laughs> See, Mary, it's great. Mm-hmm. Um, so I found, and maybe you did too, that when I would go to just a regular GP, general practitioner, I didn't want to be fully honest because there was still that shame of just being down all the time. And, and I would kind of say, well... I don't know, I, I might be kind of depressed, but it's not so bad because I would instantly feel ashamed because also, you know, back then my husband was making a lot of money and I had healthy children and life was really great, but I was always sad. So then I felt guilty telling the person that I was struggling when I, I shouldn't be because my life is fantastic. So I'd always back off. Look from how, how good you have it. Right? Yeah. I would back off from how horrible I really felt. Yeah. So nothing was ever taken very seriously until my life went into like shambles that you could actually see the divorce coming out of the closet, leaving the religion. And then it was my therapist who was pulling it out of me. And he would say, you've been through so much. Like, this is major trauma. Yeah. And so then I finally felt comfortable because he knew me well to actually say, I feel horrible. I don't want to get up in the mornings, you know, on and on and on. So for our our listening audience, I would definitely recommend, like, go to someone that you feel like you can tell them all of your shit so that they really understand you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's that's my public service announcement. Yeah, no, I agree 100%. (laughs) Uh, Let's take another quick break. Pay more bills. We'll wrap this up. So before... I mean, I know we're coming up here on an hour. We're we're pretty loose with our schedule, so it's not. Who are you like calling loose? You okay? <laughs> <laughs> uh, is there anything else you want our listeners who maybe don't know who you are, or maybe they do, but they don't know about this album yet? Because why would they? Because it just dropped. That's right. Is like that what you say yesterday? in the music biz? Yeah, it's just dropped. Yeah, <laughs> yep. you can say that. Yeah, you can. Talk okay, about that. Yeah. nice. 
Is there anything else you would want our audience to either know about you or your career, uh, your album, anything we've missed? Yeah, let us have it. Because our listeners, they're going to jump on board. They oh, basically yeah. do exactly what we say. I'm just kidding, listeners. Okay. <laughs> right. Well, I'm down um, with that. That's awesome. Um, <laughs> listen, damn it. No, they're going to love your music and your videos. I'm, I'm sure of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, I don't know what else I could add. I'm just a, okay. I'm just a queer Kiwi gal. You know, <laughs> from down under. She's wearing a Nirvana shirt too, by the way, which is so fucking cool. Yeah, got my Nirvana shirt. Well, you're wearing Maroon 5. And wearing Maroon 5. And my shirt has a beer on it, so. Nice, yeah. there we go. And, and none of us are wearing bras. At least Mary and I are not wearing bras. I am wearing one today, oh, yes. Okay, all right. The disappointment. <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> it's okay, we'll have a bra uh, burning later. Yeah, we'll so. burn the bras after, right after drinks. I'll burn my bra in honor of you guys. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah. That special. <laughs> and, you know, your prime minister is an ex-Mormon. Yeah. So. Yes, yeah. Jacinda, yeah. yeah. Yes. Yep. Yep. She's yeah. She's fantastic. I love her. Oh, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. That is awesome. There's this meme that that goes around here in the states because one of the uh, head leaders of the Mormon Church, like way high up, he had said he gave this talk to people in the church, and he said, "Why? Basically, why would you leave Mormonism? Why would you leave? Where would you go? You know, like like this is the only thing." And so this meme went around that said. If you leave Mormonism, where would you go? And then it's the picture of your prime minister standing there all badass. Like, that's where you're going to go. You're going to be a fucking prime minister. That's beautiful. <laughs> Lead an entire country. Yeah. Yes. yeah. <laughs> Through a pandemic. Yes. Right? Yeah. I know. And I mean, you know, you all did it right. How long do you think the, the new lockdown is going to be? Any idea? The focus now is on um, vaccination rates. So yeah. they're trying to get... 90% double vax. Nice. We're really up there now, which is good. Auckland is the only city in lockdown in New Zealand. The rest of the country's in level two, which is like you just have to have social distancing, but you can go out and do things. And yeah. Go to the cafe or restaurant or whatever. Yeah. So now the focus is vaccination rates. And as soon as we hit that mark, then stuff's going to open up again. And um, it's going to be more about rates of vaccination than actually trying to eliminate it because what we've discovered you can't eliminate delta like we eliminated no. coronavirus the, the first one that was actually in hindsight that was relatively easy you know like yeah they tackled it quick and it was gone but delta is wow. so contagious yeah delta came in and was like hold my beer and just went <laughs> yeah it's like see ya <laughs> <laughs> right God. yeah it's sweeping through so yep. yeah wow uh besides just a bit of production you know, difficulty through the pandemic. Has it affected you, you know, with depression and anxiety or any other reason? Has it just been really difficult for you or how has it been? Yeah, it's been hard because all this, I'm, I'm releasing a record. I'm like, you know, usually you tour, you do all these things. Mm-hmm. Historically, I've, I'll put a record out. I'll head to the States. I'll head to the UK. I'll, you know, do some spot shows here and there. I'll tour Aussie, tour New Zealand. Um, this time around, it's like, this is a whole, this is an unknown thing we're going into. Like we're talking vaccination passports, you know, like all this sort of stuff that's happening, um, trying to plan tours, but then thinking what's our country going to, what's the state of our MIQ going to be? MIQ is the managed isolation um, quarantine facilities that we've got. Mm, Okay. So at the moment it's impossible to book a slot in them. If you're a Kiwi overseas trying to get home, it's just so hard. Oh, wow. So if you leave the country, 
you have to expect to not be able to come back in for months and months and months. Well, you can stay with us. Awesome. Yeah, we have an extra bedroom. Oh, thank you. <laughs> the dogs would love you too. They would I'll love keep you. that in mind. Thank you. <laughs> promise, 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 Pinky swear to us that if you ever come back to the States to perform, you will let us know because we will be there. Okay, yeah, I will. I will let you know for sure. We are located right outside D.C., so yeah. it's pretty oh, awesome. central, yeah. central well, East see, Coast. We could go up to New York if you go to New York. Mm-hmm. That'd be the plan, I think. Yeah, it's it's usually the, like, yeah, I would definitely play New York. That would be will easy for us to get up there. there. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Oh, awesome. I'd love to meet you guys. Yeah. Aww. Can we be in your video and will you have Phoenix? I'll put Phoenix in my suitcase, okay? <laughs> <laughs> okay. I am not kissing any stubbly men, by the way. Not going to happen. No. Noted. Thank you. I'll um, remind maybe, you, don't worry. Maybe you could consider not kissing anybody. Oh, there's that. Yeah, yeah there's that. <laughs> that, you know? that is a possibility. <laughs> you know you're my only girl. Uh, this is my first girlfriend. Oh. Yeah. We, we met on Match.com, like an online dating website. Mm-hmm. And it's been love for almost five years now. Oh, that's amazing. We really just hit the four-year mark. But she's oh, in sorry. lesbian years and they, that's you know, you, yeah. you get double, I <laughs> yeah, think. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> Two for one. Sort of escalates very quickly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. Well, this has been really fun. Yeah, you're so fun and interesting. And yeah, I got to say, easy on the eyes. Like, this has been a good time. <laughs> oh, thank you. Shucks. <laughs> Mary, I made her blush. Yes. <laughs> it happens. Okay. It happens. <laughs> well, Pip, thank you so much yeah. for being on our show. Oh, uh, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Of oh, yeah. Uh, please tell our listeners how to get a copy of Time Flies. Just Head to my website, ladyhawkmusic.com. Nice. Yeah, order whatever you want. Leave your heart's desire. Yeah. Cassette, CD, vinyl. Nice. <laughs> Wait, do you have T-shirts? Yeah, I've got I've got I've got fanny packs. Oh shit! <laughs> yeah, All right. The lesbian handbag. <laughs> yeah. Funny. Yes. Do you have like cargo pants? Like cargo. No. It's like how old eighties are I you draw getting? the line at that. <laughs> You're like I am not that lesbian. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> I prefer the 90s overalls and uh, cut-off T-shirts. Oh, shit. Yeah, and, um, that's a good look. Flannel shirts over top. Oh, yeah. flannel, I and, mean. And Doc Martens. Yes, mm-hmm. there we go. That was a good look. I've got about 100 pairs of Doc Martens. Hell yeah. <laughs> that was a good look. <laughs> yeah. Well, Pip, thank you again so much. This has been fantastic. Have, yeah, uh, you are, it. You are a fun guest. Appreciate it. Oh, thank you so much. Nice to meet you guys. Nice yeah, to, nice meet, to you. meet you. So, Shelly, how fun was that? Two words. Okay. Lady Hawk. Well, it's really one one word. It's, it's <laughs> She puts it together. I thought I was being so fucking clever. <laughs> Why? Why do I suck so bad at this? Oh, but you know what? I, there is a correction that needs to be made. So it was when we were giving out patron names. This was for getting sucked back in the suck, too. Yeah. And the patron name ended. The first initial of the last name was an O. Okay. And this was all based on family members that you didn't want to spend eternity with. Yep, yep. And you said the word was honorary. And Mm -hmm. I think I was thinking something to do with honor because I said it started with an H. Turned out what you were trying to say was the word honor. Ornery. <laughs> so, can't you pronounce it ornery? Now it just sounds like a fake made up, <laughs> uh, 
you know, letters strewn together. I think people do pronounce it honorary. Are you saying I was right and you were wrong? I think I'm saying that your pronunciation sucks. (laughs) (laughs) No, listeners. The word that I was using does start with an O. It does. It does. But when And wait, why would you not want to be with a family member that's honorary with an H? Honorary, like honorable. I totally won this one. Just let me um, let me write this down on my journal today. So uh, basically, I accept your apology. What? <laughs> no, I was right. Anyway, what what what's this episode about that we're getting into? Huh? Lady Hawk. Aren't we recording the intro yeah, right now? No, 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 no. We are still wrapping up this episode. This is the wrap up. To this this whole thing was the wrap up. <laughs> yeah, we're just ending the oh, episode. God, like it's thanking like space, Dan and everything. It's like this space time continuum. <laughs> I thought we were doing the intro to the to that episode. Yeah. No, we're uh, wrapping up that uh, interview. Okay, steer clear of Colts. What the fuck? <laughs> Thanks, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, for leaving in Dan. Steer clear of Colts. Blah 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 blah. No patrons. <laughs> Bye. Bye. See you next week. <laughs>